Hey guys, this is Andrew with the Appalachian Outdoorsman. If you're tuning into the Latched On Podcast, I assume you're already following or you've already subscribed. If you haven't, make sure to tune in to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Like or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to view all of our content. Our website is a hub for all of this, including new blog posts and a way of listening to the podcast and viewing our YouTube channel videos. Our website is appalachianoutdoors.wixsite.com slash appalachianoutdoors. Check out all of our content, and we will see you in the woods. Welcome to the Latched On Podcast. The Latched On Podcast is about the outdoors in Appalachia. Everything from hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, bushcraft, and woodsmanship. And digging into the depths of what makes this area of Appalachia so unique as a whole. It's time to strap in for the Latched On Podcast. a special podcast episode. I'm actually up in the hunting shack right now. It's a late muzzleloader season up here in Virginia. We only got like a six or seven more days left in the season. And uh, I'm up here just seeing if I can get a last minute freezer filler. Just filling up, topping off the freezer and all that stuff. Ain't had a good season so far. It's been a real busy season. A real... uh, um, hectic season a lot of uh, family stuff has had to take priority and uh, honestly I've had to put hunting on the back burner a lot this season um, that'll be in another episode though but this <clears throat> is another deer story episode and since I'm up here in the shack up on my property it seems only fitting that I tell uh, one of the deer stories that I got up here um, it was 2019 November 9th, me and Skylar were up here in the deer shack. Um, we came up here a couple days before and hunted and uh, saw a good amount of does, or a good amount of bucks, I'm sorry. And uh, we felt, let's come up here again on a Friday, it was November 9th, and uh, we got up here before sunrise, set up in the shack. We only had one muzzle loader between both of us. So it was, it was kind of like whoever saw the first first target you know shooter buck gets the first shot so it's about eight o'clock and uh i'm sitting looking in front of us and skylar's sitting beside me uh skylar's kind of shutting his eyes for a minute put it in a dip and uh, i look off to my right and i see a buck come out of the tree line right here beside the shack and i was like skylar we got a deer Skylar said, no, I, I, I ain't believing you. Because I, I was playing a little joke on him earlier, and I said, hey, there's a big old buck right here, and it wasn't nothing. But this time it was a, it was a nice eight-pointer, probably about two and a half to three and a half years old. He was young for the time. But uh, this is the first time in probably about three years I had a chance to go deer hunting um, consistently because uh, work schedules just keep me bit, kept, kept me busy. So I just made time for it this year. And, uh, so this eight pointer comes out of the shack, maybe 25 to 35 yards from the shack. I get the muzzle loader, put the primer in, cock back the hammer, 
Uh, so I'm telling you, there's a deer right here. You might want to move, recover your uh, ears. And Skylar's, Skylar's like sitting right, right there. He's on the floor, but he's sitting right there. So my gun, uh, my muzzle loader, goes past him, barrels out the window, and uh, I look at him. I say, Skylar, you cover your ears right now. It's gonna go off. And he still does not believe me. And uh, I pull the trigger. And big old poof of smoke comes around. And Skyler's like, there really was a deer out there, wasn't it? I'm like, yeah, I just shot at it. So I lost sight of the deer because it ran because the big old poof of smoke, I couldn't see where it ran off to. But I know it didn't run far. It was a good shot. I hit. I aimed for a front shoulder, heart, vital V area. Um, so we waited about 25 minutes. And I walked down to where I thought he ran to, where the fields and all that stuff Um where the grass and all that stuff has kind of been bent over a little bit. It looks like he ran through there. And sure enough, about 40 yards later, he's dead sitting there and all that stuff. Um, perfect kill. Didn't, didn't suffer none. Um, got Went right through the shoulder um, and hit his heart, uh, the top uh, ventricles of his heart or whatever it is. So uh, I told Skylar after that, I said, well, I'm going to gut him. And uh, you reload the muzzle loader and keep an eye out for anything else that comes around. So we're down here. He's back up in the shack. I'm below the. I'm behind the shack, and I'm gutting the deer out and saving his heart. Luckily, the heart was saved, and all that. And uh, had him gut it out. Luckily, it was a cold day too. It was about in the 30s, so I was able to hang the deer behind the shack, and uh, the wind was going in a direction of where anything in front of us wasn't going to smell a dead deer anyway. So then, hours go by, hours go by, hours go by, and uh, Skylar, I think, is getting a little disheartened, and he's like, I don't think I'm going to get a chance at a deer up here today. And I said, no, just hold on, you know, give it some time. It's it's November 9th, it's the rut, the rut's kicked in up here, they're, they're chasing, they're scooting around, we've seen plenty of does, there's no reason to think that a buck still ain't going to come around. And sure enough, about... I'd say about 12, 15-ish. A buck starts coming out at the bottom of the field where I, I like to call it the saddle where two hollers meet at a, you know, a little hill where the road comes in. And uh, I, I calculate it, and it's about 136 yards, and I said, if you think you can make that shot, go for it, Bubby. And uh, he aims with the muzzleloader. Um, there's tall grass in the way of where we want to hit the deer and I'm kind of like acting as a spotter with him. I'm looking through the binoculars and he's looking through the muzzleloader and I said, just wait, wait until he gets clear from them grass, them tall grass and all that stuff. You may have a good clear shot at him. So (laughs) the deer is just like standing there behind that grass. It's like he knows that we're not going to take a shot unless we're clear. So we waited about maybe what felt like 30 minutes, but I know it wasn't 30 minutes. It was maybe like five or seven minutes at most. And then he, he starts kind of cruising a little bit, but he's still covered up by that grass. And I just said, buddy, if you think you can make the shot, shoot him. I said, send it. That's a quote, too. I mean, I wish we filmed that day, but we didn't. Uh, we were just concentrating on getting a deer. And I just said, I just said, screw it, send it. And he just, boom. Big old poof of smoke. Deer runs kind of more forward kind of up in the field a little bit away from the saddle and just stands there and I'm like did you even hit him 
And he's like, I don't know if I hit him or not. And uh, he stands there in the field, maybe 10 minutes after we shoot him, like acting like nothing's wrong. He's just kind of standing there looking. I guess he just had so much adrenaline going that he just didn't think nothing of it. So uh, I open the door of the shack and I go, man. He just kind of looks, doesn't move. And Alan, uh, Skylar just looks at him straight up and just says, uh, fall down. Just yells out from the shack, fall down. And he kind of trots off into the wood line. And I said, all right, hold off for about 30 minutes and we'll see what we can find. We ride the four-wheeler down there to where we last saw him. And we see him, we find him. He's laying down. It was a perfect lung shot. We were just impatient at the time. But it was a perfect lung shot. Uh, he he passed not long after we got there. We didn't have to do a mercy killer and all that stuff. He was just running out. He was just he just like his last breaths left him as we were um, as we got there. And uh, we got that deer. Um, luckily, it was dry enough and uh, not muddy enough of where I got the truck up here on the dirt roads without getting caught up in the muck and all that stuff because it wasn't wet luckily and I was able to drive him right up to the shack and loaded both deer into the truck and we both got two eight pointers both of them probably about three and a half years old at most um fairly young deer but it was our first deer it was his like first big deer that he's ever got and it was my first deer that I've had in like three years so I wasn't being too picky at the time I was just happy to get some meat in the freezer and uh I think the rest of the weekend, me and him both just butchered it ourselves. We butchered my deer um, Saturday, and we butchered his deer Sunday. Because it was cold all weekend, we were able to let him hang up and everything. It was pretty nice the way the meat aged and all that stuff. You couldn't have asked for a more perfect weekend um, to kill a deer and to process it yourself and all that stuff. We uh, got plenty of steaks, roasts, and ground out of it um knowing a little bit more of what i know now about butchering i wish we kind of did it a little bit different i could have got some more meat out of it but overall we got a lot of meat over it out of both of them deer and um it taught me a lot about butchering my own deer and i think a couple weeks after that i think my wife's two uncles they shot deer and they didn't my one of my wife's uncles didn't don't bother keeping it except for the back straps and uh, the other one had to go for a job and didn't have a chance to go to the processor. So I processed both them deer. So we were filled to the brim um, with deer meat that year. And uh, the best part about it was, is, uh, you know, I only shot that one eight-pointer, but I had three deer in the freezer. Um, fed the family for, I think, I think we just finished off the last bit of those deer. Um, maybe six to seven months ago during the summer. Um, so, I mean, that was definitely a deer hunt that I remember, and it makes um, hunting up here in the shack special to me. That's half the reason why I hunt up here um, as a tradition on opening muzzleloader or opening rifle a lot of times because it's just it's it's something that one of my wife's uncles built the shack up here. He hunted out of it, and he stopped hunting. And then I... I started hunting a little bit more and more up here. I try to hunt public land a lot, but I do like to come up here every now and then and hunt. Um, it's nice to be in the shack. It's nice to have four walls and a roof. If it's rainy or super windy or super cold, I can sit up here. I don't have to worry about the wind. I don't have to worry about the rain. Um, and um, especially it's a good place to be during rifle season when uh, you don't have to worry about competition from other hunters um, in the woods and, you know, 
walking up on top of you or you walking up on top of them and you feeling like a jerk for doing it. So, um, that's a good deer story. Um, I wanted to share with you all. If you've uh, watched the channel before, you know that I come up here to the shack a lot and honestly, my first deer that I ever got, I got up here at the shack. It was about three years before that. And it was a six, nice little six pointer I got, um, with my first, uh, before I actually bought a deer hunting rifle, um, I bought, I shot it with a Mosin Gant, old army surplus, uh, Mosin Gant that I got, um, put a wide angle scope on it and shot it about the same place of where Skylar shot his deer with the muzzleloader. So uh, that's what kind of makes this place a special place for me. And, uh, you see me hunting up here, you see that the deer are just everywhere up here. There's does everywhere this upcoming year. We had a couple of good bucks show up on camera. Unfortunately, I think they have been harvested by other people from other ridges and other mountains surrounding my property, but there's always next year. And, uh, Dickinson County is uh, opening up the last week of uh, deer season, uh, January 1st through the 6th for antlerless or antler deer on private property. So I'm probably at least going to harvest a doe or two up here in the next week. So uh, that'll be helpful for feeding the family and all that stuff. But thought I'd share that story with you all. Um, been a little uh, scarcity in uh, podcast episodes the last couple months we've been so busy with deer hunting so busy with personal lives that uh, we just honestly haven't had a chance me and Zach haven't had a chance to meet up a lot and do a lot of podcasts the uh, last one we did was deer camp so hope you all enjoy this short story this short episode and uh, stay tuned for 2024 uh, we've got a lot of awesome content coming out um, podcast wise and video wise and all that stuff and uh we got a next episode, um, first episode of the new season of the podcast or whatever it is. We're going to do a lot of uh, forecasting and showing what to expect on the channel. And hopefully you all will love what y'all see. But that's my deer story. Um, at least that's my most memorable deer story. And uh, I'm sure I, I got plenty of more deer stories, but I'll save those for other episodes at other times. We just figured me and Zach knock out our two most uh, memorable deer stories, his most memorable and my most memorable. Um, that way, you know, it gives you all something to uh, listen to and uh, inspires you hopefully to go deer hunting and get something yourself. And if you all have a deer story, feel free to message us on our Instagram um, thoughtfully and detailly. Um, and we'll either read it out loud on the podcast or we might get up with you one day and have you just record it for yourself. Um, we always like to hear those deer stories and especially next year, we'll probably feel most of next deer season with nothing but deer stories because we'll be too busy deer hunting and, uh, um, it gives us a lot of content to fill in, in the deer season so that people can kind of figure out what's going on and maybe pick up some tips and tricks from other people who have been deer hunting. So Hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Latchdown Podcast, and uh, we'll catch you all next year.